Welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show, and today I've got the pleasure of having uh, Jake Murphy, who's one of our elite coaches at CJ Coaching, and today we're going to discuss how not to eat like a dick and how to have self-respect for yourself. So uh, we are using this as a subject because one of our clients, Rohan, uh, specifically requested and actually asked us to discuss this, and it's an interesting topic, and there's no one better to have us on board than Jake, who's very strong in terms of a mindset point of view. So I've got a few things from my own side in terms of personal experiences. Is this something you've done in the past, Jake, yourself? Yeah, of course. I think um, it's something that everyone's done. Um, I don't think they're fully human, aren't they, if they've not, uh, if they're not at, like a dick in the past. Even like, you know, I think it's a major thing where people eating like that on the weekends. That's the, that's the big one. Yeah, 100%. I think the big thing that I'd suggest with everyone, so like with our clients, one of the big things that we push is like a, what we call like a free meal strategy where um, in essence at the weekends you can have one meal you have what you want and one of the things that I like to talk about a lot is in terms of setting yourself up for success and not putting yourself in an environment where you can eat like a dick so for example if you're gonna have your one meal where you can have where you, what you want at the weekend for example the worst place you can probably go is somewhere which is going to be an eat as much as you like restaurant because the likelihood of you overeating is going to be absolutely enormous whereas if you went to one of those annoying like a la carte fine dining restaurants which my wife likes to go to and have about a million courses of like one spoonful you're probably going to find it difficult to overeat um that's one of the things i'd highly recommend people look to do from a practical side of things is like if you are planning on going out and you want to enjoy yourself awesome but be wary of maybe where you're going to be going because not that you should live your life in fear of eating out but there are situations you can put yourself in where uh you can do a lot more harm than good um and is there anything else you'd add in with that jake yeah um i'd say another thing uh, to combat that could be you know something that we do with clients all the time is sort of taper back the calories throughout the week and then you can tag them on to that weekend uh for example we had a client um who was going to nando's uh the other week we just sort of tapered the calories back by even a hundred a day just chucked them onto there so she don't feel like she had to really restrict herself too much and still enjoy it why she was still in a deficit in that week so i think that's quite a good tool to use 100 percent. it's um having a bit of moderation in that respect the one thing i would be very wary of people doing though is getting a, a debit credit society in terms of the mentality with food because mm. the last thing we want people to do is like if you for example you overate tonight we don't, don't want you to starve yourself tomorrow i think you need to do four hours of cardio because that's not what we want what you want to do uh, and we'll come back to that in a bit but in terms of like my own personal experiences of eating like a dick, which I did for many, many years, um, I don't know why it's the first thing that came to my head, but when I, my family live in Spain, so there's a, a restaurant chain called Mr. Wok. Now, you can probably gather from the name Mr. Wok, it's like Chinese food and Japanese and all that sort of stuff. They eat as much as you like, and they literally have everything. And like, I used to go there and go to town, and I used to train like more than I trained now. And I used to have that analogy in terms of, and that thought process of literally like you can out-train a bad diet, but that literally is physically impossible. Like it makes a big difference in terms of calories in versus calories out. And like, if you're going like bananas at like certain meals and doing like 5,000 calories in a meal, which can be quite easily done if you go uh, off the rails a bit, that's going to take you a lot to, to try and put that straight. So um, one of the things I always think is like, is the juice juice worth the squeeze in terms of like, if you know, how many calories 5,000 calories is to burn in terms of exercise or from a calorie deficit is it worth eating an extra 5,000 calories of shit that you then have to try and 
like get rid of in some respects throughout the next weeks and months and then also you're looking at like the other like negative effects that come with overeating which uh point one would be your digestion is going to get absolutely trashed um so you're probably going to have uh without being crude you're going to have bad issues going to the toilet um your inflammation is going to go absolutely sky high through the roof so your joints are going to feel like shit and you also probably notice that you end up having really really bad brain fog um, so like the next day you can't think clearly you have really severe water retention and the worst of all of this is almost like the mental scarring process that happens with it and we see me and jake see this with people week on week where they'll go out the weekend they'll go off for rails saturday sunday monday rolls around and they're tripping with guilt and they're like oh, fuck it. here we go again i've done it again so we're really strict this week and then they eat like a thousand calories monday to friday and they do the same thing saturday sunday and they're just repeating that roller coaster like on and on and on and like one of the things Jake in particular is amazing at is in terms of um, giving a sustainable approach in terms of like, if something's not sustainable, it's not attainable because like if you can't live on a thousand calories a day diet and be happy and be structured with us, that's not something we preach and something we're very good at doing is like building these programs and nutrition around foods people like, and then like, and then actually giving them the freedom to enjoy those foods and still get results. Um, And I know that's something that, that Jake does superbly. Um, in terms of like re- weird diet requests, have you had anything weird that anyone's asked to have included in the diet of interest? You just repeat that. Sorry, likes them. Um, have you had anyone had any weird requests in terms of uh, anything they've wanted included in their diet? <laughs> um, not, I won't say massively weird. Um, it's just the you know the, the general stuff that, that you know they enjoy pizza, they enjoy chips. Um, you know, the, just the general stuff that. that quote-unquote shit food that people love to eat and like you like you said there you mentioned flexibility sustainability within our foods and it's something that you can definitely get into and without restricting us yeah 100 and it's during the week and it helps for that weekend create because you you sort of edit you've already ate that during the week you're having it on a regular basis and you can you don't feel like you need to go on a bit of a binge at the weekend so i think like you said flexibility within your diet helps massively 100 percent. that's the key and then when you have that flexibility and that understanding of knowing like how much to eat what to eat and when and that's something we very much teach and you understand what foods you can get away with having a bit extra for of and which foods are going to cause massive issues it then almost gives you freedom and i think one of the best things i hear clients say to us all the time is they like they love the structure that we give them because then they don't have to think like then this is one of the big things is people get confused now because there's so much um, conflicting information in the fitness industry about oh high fat diets you want a low fat diet you want a high carb diet sugar's going to kill you don't eat fruit like become a vegan now don't eat fish like like whatever there's like so many bullshit ideas in terms of what um is pushed by the media depending on what's like flavor of the month at the time i think in reality people need to uh understand that what we preach is very much a balanced approach of like we use all macronutrients, we use all different food types and we provide a sustainable and healthy approach in terms of fat loss and building muscle that can actually fit into your lifestyle. And it's not a, a chicken and rice and broccoli like five times a day diet, which is what I think some people from the outside expect. Uh, yeah. I think one of the best things is one of the biggest shocks that like I tend to do it a lot with my clients. I'm not sure how much you do it, Jake, uh, Jake is like giving clients like sugary stuff after training. So yeah. Things like uh, cereal and cocoa pops, people are like, are you sure I can have this? And I'm like, yeah, 100%. Um, 
And then you see people's amazement when like they're losing, they lose 20 kilos of body fat and they eat Cocoa Pops four or five times a week. Um, and I know that's something you see frequently. I think that's one thing as well. It's like you mentioned there about like different diets. It's like, I think some people think that because someone's auntie's friend lost weight on keto, then that's the only way to lose weight. But in reality, I think the only, the best diet for you is one that you can stick to, not anyone else. It's you as an individual that, that helps out massively rather than just following one diet because that's what everyone else can do. 100%. I think, I think that's quite important to remember for people. 100%. I think that's one of those things where people, like you need to think for yourself and respectfully not be a sheep because this is one of the worst things I see is like, and it's why like everyone tends to follow the train, same training split. They're like, oh, let's do chest on Monday. Like everyone just copies each other. And in reality, just because something works or work for someone else doesn't mean it's the best thing you should do. And one of the things we're, we're great at doing is like everyone is um, beautifully unique in their own bodies, their own lifestyles and their own demands. And then building a program based around that is going to make it more enjoyable and also get your results faster, which is, which is the key to progressing. Um, and talking about not getting results, actually, I, I'm going to ask you in a second, but I'm going to say like it's probably the two worst things that I've done in terms of, uh, not getting results with myself which are probably the biggest common mistakes people make and this is stuff i was doing when i was younger was jumping around and having absolutely no like training split or structure of what i was doing i would just do like chest on monday back on tuesday that like same as everyone else and just do random exercises and stuff and then second to that i would say the other thing is i was saying earlier just trying to like i'd eat healthy food monday to friday i have no idea in terms of macros and calories and the weekend i'd gone vendors and think you could have cheap days and just eat shit and then it, it would fuel your training for monday and it doesn't quite work like that and i'd say those are probably the two biggest um red herrings or like the canaries in the coal mine in terms of like things you can fix very quickly are when you when you tick those two boxes um and i think for myself once i fixed those two things progress then accelerated rapidly um has there been anything on your journey jake in terms of like the two main, what would be the two main things you say people should avoid uh, making those mistakes? Yeah, I'd say one of the things that I struggled with when I was younger is that it was that sort of, that egotistical thing where I want to get lean for summer all the time, like just and, and never go on that sort of pork and gain a lot of muscle. And I think that's one thing that held me back for years is restrict myself too much being in a deficit without actually gaining muscle. And, um, and and naturally, it's, it's the weekend binging that does it for, like me and like everyone else. It's, you go through the week, you eat healthy, and come the weekend, you sort of relax a bit because it's the weekend. Most people are off work and they can just, you know, go for out for a few drinks, go out for a few meals, and then totally fuck up the diet because they've gone so far through the week. I think one thing I try to explain to people and clients is that um, you sort of have a, an overall weekly caloric uh, weekly caloric um goal and to say that you're being in there meeting those monday to friday and then you completely shoot up and go over your calories for them two days that's spiking you out of your deficit or your surplus for example and then that's what's fucking up the diet mates mainly um so yeah like i said it is is literally weekend binging is is one of the worst ones for it and what, what do you think triggers that for people I think it is again that relaxation of of people think the weekend it's there to to go out it's friday night it's saturday night um you know i want to enjoy myself it's time to chill now i deserve it i've had a good week and 
and they think that that's okay. And you know, like I said, it's, it comes to a bit where you obviously you've got to live life and you've got to enjoy it, but it's simply not eating like a dick. It's understanding your goals and your needs and understanding what you need to be doing and when. A hundred percent. I think um, it's one of those things you said, you said an interesting thing that people think they deserve it. And I do agree people do in, deserve to enjoy themselves, but then there's levels to enjoying yourself. So for example, a very easy hack for anyone is if you're going out with your partner, you're going to have a three course meal, share a dessert instead of having your own dessert. But say, for example, that saves you 400 calories. So you do that every week. Then in a month, that's going to be 1600 calories. Then over a year, that's, I put myself on the spot now, 16,000, what, 17,200 calories, I think, in, in a year. Like, if you think how many hours of cardio 17,200 calories are, just because you once a week have half a dessert instead of a full dessert, you can then see the compounding effect of your small decisions you make on a daily basis. So therefore, you allowing yourself to have just let your hair down and enjoy yourself is awesome and that's something 100% we recommend and we actually make our clients do but it's also within the remit of trying to be sensible and have the right habits um, and then one of the things I'd say as well is like if you aren't getting results right now and you're listening to this and you're thinking like I, I train and I eat healthy but I don't see any progress then this is probably one of the things you might need to pay more attention to or the other two would be the things that I mentioned in terms of you need to know what to eat, when to eat, and how much. And you probably need more structure in terms of what you're doing and maybe some accountability to keep you on track, which I know like Jake is amazing with some of the clients that he works with us and as always well myself and the rest of the coaches. And I think that external accountability, I think, is very much um, misunderstood. And for me personally, with every aspect of my life, I think I try to get external coaching and everything I want to do because it's the fastest way to level up. And if you're not willing to learn more invest in yourself and take the next step up then why are you even bothering to pursue whatever like your own fitness journey because reality is you can have one vehicle of like your body for life and that if you're not going to look after it and make the most of it then you're not going to really be maybe living life to the fullest i don't know if that's something you'd maybe resonate with joe 100 percent agree 100 percent. i think i think that's something you touched upon there it's like you've only got one body so you might as well treat it and, and love it to the fullest and and you mentioned something a bit about accountability and, and, you know, as coaches, even us, we need coaches as well. I think as humans, it's to get to where you want to be, you, you sort of need that mentorship and that coaching ability because you need to, if you want to get where you want to be, you would have been there already without, you know, without needing that. I mean, that's um, something that comes, let's say, with external. But I think also internal accountability in terms of your friends or your family and your partner because i think that's another thing that holds people back when it comes to real transformation and especially again at the weekends you're out with your partner and they might not be wanting to change or they might be happy within their own body and not following a specific diet plan or a training protocol but you are and that's something that sometimes holds people back in terms of their partners and getting them on board and understanding their goals and if they're supporting you that's a massive factor in installing that discipline and helping you stay on board that's some very solid advice i think something i see a lot is um i can see it coming when i see clients check-ins and like the tone of things sometimes is almost sabotage within relationship like their partner will sabotage them because what happens in a relationship when you've got um say for example guy starts getting super shredded he's in the best shape of his life 
he then that will then make his partner perhaps feel uh, inadequate and insecure and then what she will inherently start doing is like oh why are you spending so much time at the gym um why can't you eat this why can't you do that and they start almost lashing out and being difficult about it because of their own insecurities and i think this is something i'd always be very wary of people when they say um when when these things start to rise it's something we almost warn people of to be aware of because you can almost then um manage your other half's expectations and i think anyone who like is in a situation where they need to lose weight i think the best thing you can do is be open and honest with people like this is what i want to do this is what i need to do and this is why and then once you have the buy-in from the people around you again it comes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of not going to eat as much light restaurant you're setting yourself up for success because your partner's not going to be getting a domino's pizza and put it in front of you when you're hopefully anyway uh, when you're trying to lose weight and stick to a diet um is, is that something that you've seen come up recently jake or because i know i've seen that a few times recently to be fair particularly with like the lockdown stuff yeah yeah particularly yeah it does happen quite a lot and, and it, it, you know it could it can hold you back massively because like i said if you have not got not that support from internally because you know you're with them all the time mostly and that is a massive factor in influencing how you respond and how you gain your lifestyle and habits because it's it's easy enough to do it when you're single because you've got that that just selfishness but you need to sort of correspond with your partner as well. Um, but also I've seen the reverse where we've got clients Mark and Rona now who's husband and wife and they're on they're on is uh, with TJ coaching now together. And them two are killing it, and that's you know what I mean. They're they're doing it together, and that that they're skyrocketing the results because they're, you know, training, sleeping, eating together, all at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're eating the same meals, and it's it's much easier for accountability. Hundred percent. I think that for me is actually one of the things that's truly inspiring. Is when it's another one of our clients. I don't know if his partner signed up. Yeah, I, I know he he asked about it, but um. So shout out to Peter Percival, who's absolutely crushing it as well. You've probably seen his progress on the Facebook group, Jake, but he, um, he's he been killing it. I know his partner wanted to join in now because she's seen how many how much results she's had, he's had, sorry, and how inspired that um, she's been by it. And that's what I think everyone should really look at in terms of using themselves as um, almost a point to help inspire other people. And one of the things I'm a very big believer is in like, you have to be selfish to be selfless. So a lot of times you have to put yourself first to be successful and do something maybe that, that others around you aren't doing so you can lead the way and show them what can be done. And then like, then they see what you're doing and what's possible. You then inspire them to take action and change their lives because so many people create a like glass ceiling in their mind of what they can achieve. And, and the reality is like, particularly when it comes to, if your goal is just to lose body fat and build a bit of muscle and look awesome, it's a relatively simple process. Let's be honest. Like, you can put men on like the moon and they send stuff to Mars now. Like that's complex. Like that's complicated shit. Like what me and Jake do is pretty simple. So like we, we just guide you through the process to lose body fat, build muscle and ch change your habits, which obviously is life changing, but it's not like the most complicated thing in the world. We've done it thousands of times and it's a proven strategy. It just needs the emotional buy-in and the right psychological approach from the individual when they start and then to get embedded into the process. And then, like it's literally then just a matter of time and something that um we talk about a lot in terms of if you want to be more relaxed with your approach so you want to say you want to have two free meals a week and you still want to make progress cool awesome like or you want to have a couple of glasses of wine at the weekend cool you'll still make progress and you'll still get to the end goal 
but it might just take you a little bit longer. And that's one of the things you see with people who make like rapid progression is because they, they dot all the I's and cross all the T's and make everything happen as they should. And then they get paid dividends for it. Um, like, is there any low hanging fruit you'd say, Jake, in things that people should avoid to try and stop jeopardizing their progress? Um, I'd say in terms of je jeopardizing the progress, sort of like, I think it's, it, there's, there's two sort of things. I think it, one of them's like naming sort you know how people like sort of healthy and unhealthy foods. I think you sort of try renaming them such as like forward or backwards foods. So, you know, I say to clients sometimes, like before you eat, ask yourself, is this food helping me move forward to better health, improve energy and weight loss, for example? Or is this food going to take me backwards to feeling unhealthy or, you know, spike and crash depleted feeling? So, you know, after, after the weekend, I'm, you know, I haven't takeaway. Is that going to make me feel terrible on a Monday? And ask yourself before you do that, is this food taking me forward or backwards towards my goal? That's a very good thought process. I think, and I think that's what triggers that mindset towards people with. Sorry, your, your internet's dropping out, I think, Jake. Yeah, I thought you just lagged there, aren't it? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Cool. Yeah, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, do, you want, do you want to continue? I didn't quite hear that last bit. I think you cut out. Uh, so, um, yeah, I've lost my thought process fine. now. I think it's just, right. it's just something that clients find that sort of discipline and that um, sort of inspiration from. It's, it's having that thought process in place rather than just eating like a dick straight away and then thinking about it afterwards. That's a very good point. I think one of the things there that people should be very aware of is consciously eating. So an example of somehow how a sort of way that people eat a lot of junk food and they realize that they'll sit on the sofa, massive bag of Doritos, and they'll just go hand to mouth for, for an hour and they don't even realize they're eating. Um, same thing happens when cinemas are open, which I think they are now. Um, like consciously eating, actually sitting there and eating your food and like not playing on your phone or doing anything else you suddenly actually realize how much food maybe you're eating, which inherently will make you actually feel fuller because you realize you are eating. So that would be something I very much suggest. Um, two low hanging fruits I suggest people do to uh, maximize their progress and don't jeopardize what they're doing. One would be to, I'm gonna give one from a food perspective, so like calories and stuff and one from exercise. One would be to not have shit food in the house or if you have to have which I don't think you do in my opinion, if you have to have some shit food in your house for your kids or whatever, then have it in like a box or a drawer or somewhere outside out of mind um, would be something I'd very much suggest. And then number two would be to make sure you, you monitor and track your activity levels. And particularly if you work from home now, which a lot more people are, that you actually get up and get moving during the day and go for a couple of walks and like, like A, to clear your head from a mental side of things, but also to have some activity because it's very easy for people to get glued to a desk and not actually move around, which is incredibly important. Um, to wrap things up, Jake, what would be two things that you would give as your uh, secret tips to help people in terms of losing body fat and building muscle if I'm going to go for hygiene junk food, I'm putting on the spot here, and then making sure they move a bit during the day? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's definitely that little tactic that I, that I said earlier about, about 
putting that mindset right of, of what foods is going to take you forward and what foods is, is going to take you back and, and get you off that cycle of, of eating shit at the weekend and then eating good afterwards. It's understanding what foods will help you achieve that and what foods is just going to set you back. And you mentioned there about eating at the cinema. Um, you know, it's, it's foods that are so calorie dense where you're just eating it for ages and you're hardly getting full up because you just, there's no, there's no nutrients in there. It's, it's going back more of the basics. It's going to keep you saturated and fuller for longer. Um, and in terms of training, expenses, like you said, it's, I think some people un, like overestimate how much you can burn on a run, for example. So I think one of them is, is really focused on the, the main movements in terms of exercising and working out, compound movements, isolations, following a, a workout plan, rather than just thinking you can lose weight from cardio. Yeah, I, th- I think that's some awesome advice. The other one thing I'd say actually is that the last bonus thing is like, if you do fuck up, I shouldn't swear on my own podcast. Uh, if you do eat like a dick and then you go off the rails or you do anything you shouldn't do, like just tell your coach, like if you're one of our clients, listen, just, just tell us, it's cool. Like we're not, um, we're not recommending you do that clearly. However, like if you tell us, we can help you manage that from a psychological point of view. And we also then know what's going on in terms of like, if your progress is slowing or what's exactly going on. So, and you often find things like that actually help you get off your chest. And when you actually tell someone like, yeah, I fucked up and I ate an entire cheesecake, for example, then you suddenly realize what you've just said. And you're like, mm, I'm not 10 years old. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And I think, um, What's that? Thing? Obviously, I haven't been to an AA meeting. What's that thing I said? Admittance and acceptance is the first step, Jake. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's something I would highly recommend for a finishing note. But uh, hope this was some insightful, knowledgeable tips to help you guys, for myself and Jake. Um, for them to find out a little bit more about you and give you a follow, Jake. What's your IG handle? It's Jake Murphy Nutrition. Awesome. So make sure you check out Jake on Instagram. He's part of one of our, our team here who absolutely crush it with our clients in terms of transforming lives, shredding fat and building muscle. And if you guys want any help with that, feel free to reach out, drop me a message on Instagram to say you've listened to the podcast episode with myself and Jake, and then we can book in a free strategy call with you guys. Um, make sure you leave a five-star review, give us a share with a friend, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Shredder Show. <laughs>